Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. So by God's grace, um, this evening, we just want to continue um, like a follow-up from last week's study. If you remember, we were looking at um, the requirement for anyone who will serve the Lord in his vineyard. And we focused on the life of Barnabas last week. And I think in the course of our discussion, um, I just felt that God wanted us to look at Barnabas. And also, we're going to look at the other brethren who were co-laborers with Paul. And um, it's important because we hear of Paul all the time. It's Paul, Paul, Paul. But actually, Paul had a team of brethren he was working with. What he was doing for God, he did it alongside other brethren, other workers, other soldiers of Christ. And we are going to study a few of them. We are not going to exhaust them because of time. But it's just to encourage us that the, the vineyard of the Lord is massive. We all need each other as soldiers of Christ to be effective in God's vineyard. Because Barnabas, uh, George, Barnabas is the only other mentioned apostle outside mm-hmm. the main apostles. Yes, but... Um, so he he's the only one that's mentioned because even John, um, after the other, I think, yeah, I think after time calls himself an elder. He doesn't call himself an apostle. Okay. So... So in in church history, you had people like Polycarp and mm-hmm. Irenaeus, and that. So they never took the term apostle. Um, even John didn't take the title apostle after all the other apostles died. So if you can read the gospel, the book of John, he refers to himself in, like I said, as an elder. But they they the other early church fathers also refer to themselves as elders. Okay. Um, so yeah, the word uh, apostle comes from word, uh, it basically means sent. That's that's what it means in natural Greek. So yeah, I'm just trying to find if there's any looking up. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> sorry. I'm just trying to, something just cropped up in my heart while you were talking. Yeah. But there were other apostles before Paul, isn't it? Well, the thing for an apostle was to see Jesus raised from the dead. That was one of the actual um, specifications of an apostle. Yes, but was Paul, did Paul see Jesus raised from the dead? Yes, he did. As in physically. Yes. So when when he um, when he when he saw uh, the so in one Corinthians uh, fifteen it mentions that he saw I'm I'm apostle out of due out of undue time. Yes. So so he he saw so in the in the fact is because he also says in the book of Galatians I got my gospel from the gospel of the Lord. From, from from Jesus directly. Yes. 
I didn't get it from say say the apostles. That's that's what he says kind of when when talking about um so uh, for me there's a difference between the founding apostles and the apostles who later did other work. Yeah. So if you look at Romans chapter 16. Look at Romans 16. I want you to, just to clarify this issue of apostles. If you look at Romans 16, verse 7, it mentioned some other apostles, which you and me don't have record of in our heads, but the Lord has recorded their names. Yeah. So who, who are they? Romans 16. Sorry, I, I'm telling you to open it and I didn't open it myself. <laughs> Bear with me. Yes. Because it could cause them my kinsmen who I know among the apostles. It doesn't actually state that they are. Who are among the apostles? What does that mean? Yeah. They, are, they are monk, but they are not apostles. Yeah, I don't so understand that. Mean, I don't know no, they are apostles. Who are among the apostles? Because uh, in Acts, if you yes. go so, no, so no, 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 because, the reason, because the reason if you go to the Book of Acts is that oh. when they're choosing when they're choosing um, 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 Matthias, yes. So they they actually specified the actual. Um, so what I'm trying to say, Dom, is that um, you have apostles, yes, who are not founding apostles. Yes. Yes. So, apostle, the, the word apostle is, I know we've restricted it only to the 12, but an apostle is a sent one. Yes, that's all. That's yes. Right. And so, you have brethren who have been also sent, who are pioneer, they go in and break virgin lands, as it were, yeah. to establish the church of God and then move on to establish other churches. So you had the founding apostles, which I agree with you 100%, you know. And also, Paul mentioned himself as an apostle out of due time. And apart from Paul, there were other brethren who were also apostles, doing God's work, going to preach, declare the gospel, raise brethren, move on, plant churches. You know, so they were more of church planters, as the case may be. Yeah. So, but... Because because in yeah. Acts so in Acts one so in Acts one seventeen it actually lays out mm. what one apostle is so it kind of states so in Acts so it says came out the upper room pretty now he was on but the brethren so much as proper tongue for it's written in the book of Psalm that his habitation be desolate big big uh, where for the men they have come. Companion with us, the time that the Lord Jesus Christ went. Which verse are you reading, please? Uh, from 22. Uh, beginning okay. for the baptism of John until the day that he was taken up, mom, uh, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection? So that was one of the, the actual kind of things that they had to witness Jesus' resurrection to be an apostle. And they pointed to Joseph called Barsebus, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they said, Thou Lord knows which the hearts of all men shall wish which to the has been chosen, that he took part of this ministry and prostitute from which Jesus by transgressions fell, that he may go to his place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lots fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the with eleven apostles. 
So yeah, so that was one of the things that and they had was, to actually. No. Yes. So it so was no bad. It was no bad with twelve. They had to see. They had to see Jesus. They had to be alive with Jesus and see Jesus' resurrection, which Paul does, because he kind of sees his resurrection at the. Um, no, no, I think no, I, no, I disagree <laughs> because when we say apostle, it clearly says uh, an apostle is an important early Christian teacher or pioneering missionary. Exactly. And then the other meaning of apostle here, a vigorous and pioneering advocate or supporter of a particular policy, idea or cause. And yes, that's but... what it means to be a, an apostle. And I don't think when you say apostle, it doesn't mean that they are the only one who so That's exactly what I think. But if you're a pioneer... What you have is, is that the apostles wrote the scriptures. And so I think... Wait, Dom, 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 hold on. Let Nika finish, then you yes, continue. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. And I think... Um, the 12 apostles originally, yes, I do understand, but they are not the only apostles uh, that are being called apostles in the Bible. But as you can see in, uh, you know, uh, Romans 16 from verse 7, there are a lot of names here that's been, um, I salute, sal uh, who's that? Um There are quite a lot of names here, Dom, and it doesn't mean that you know, uh, they are not apostles because they have not seen Jesus or walked with Jesus that time. So they are still being called apostles because they are teacher of uh, Christianity and they are the pioneering missionaries. So they are still being called uh, yeah. apostles. But what? probably that is the second generation apostles. No, so obviously that the, the 12, they are the original one. And then they are the first generation, let's say, and then these are probably, let's say, the second generation. That's what that's what I that's what I was trying to get you to understand was that so 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 Polycarp is a direct so so with John when when the apostle John died, um, Polycarp and other I, I can't remember, um, Irenaeus was another kind of kind of second generation. You would say 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 it's. So, uh, say apostle, but he didn't want to call himself an apostle. So, 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 so when they, when they actually kind of, so if you look up early church history, um, I need, I need to find all the um. Okay. Yeah, I think Dom probably no. you know because, I think because, because, the because, debate, because, so because, probably because, it will be because, another time for that. No, 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 I think no, I'm not discussing apostles debate, yet. So. Yeah, because no, no, the reason the reason it is so important is because we don't want any new scripture. And the thing is, if we're going to say, okay, the apostles wrote the scripture, like the apostles and friends of the apostles wrote the scripture, we can kind of say, okay, if there's no, no new... it's not about writing the scripture because obviously Paul wrote the uh, scripture, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know, they are the one, so, they are the original uh, uh, writers of uh, the Bible. But it doesn't mean that if they're being called apostle, like it's a new scripture, new doctrine. Because we are just talking about the apostle and it's just being a pioneer of God's work. Okay. They are probably, let's say, second generation apostle. But 
I think what George is trying to um, teach us today is just to learn not only Paul and who are those other um, workers laborers. or laborers of yes. God. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not, we are not going to, uh, because I know, I know where Dom is going, that you are not allowed to call anybody else an apostle. That's what Dom is saying. Hmm. But if you look at the word of God, and if you explore it very carefully, there were other apostles who planted yeah. churches who were doing pioneer work, and they are not the founding apostles. Apostles. Yes, yeah. they are not founding. But anyway, let's leave that matter because that's not what we are discussing <laughs> today. No, we are not discussing uh, apostles George, today. George, but, but to me, it's quite an important issue because the thing is, when we base, when we read scripture. Because yes. if, if you have like if, if you have like something like the Gnostics or people say okay the Gospel of Thomas, that's or the Gospel or the Gospel the Shepherd of Hermes, that's like an added extra part of Scripture. You go back to the Scriptures and they say only, only apostles wrote the Scriptures. Okay, only those that were inspired by God wrote the Scriptures. There's no new Scripture kind of today. We don't add on like. We, we I agree with you 100 percent We don't add anything. Yeah, we don't we are not, I'm not adding anything to what I'm saying. Those, I've opened yeah. Romans 6, which you have. I've not opened doctrine according to Maccabees. Yeah. I've not opened the book according yeah. to Thomas. I've opened <laughs> the Bible you have to check Romans yeah. 16, where they talked about those <laughs> brethren who are among the apostles. Anyway, let's let's move, let's look at what we are going to discuss. I, I was only going to look at the story of Epaphras, and look at Luke. And part of the team um, Paul had to declare, to do what they were doing for God. That's what we're going to look at. What what did these other brethren do as part of the team that Paul was working with to push the gospel, to establish the gospel in the hearts of men, and also to build people up for their faith. And we are just going to look at the word of God as well. That's why you will see, I'll be making references. You open the scripture yourself and we'll be able to read it together. So maybe we should look first of all at um, Luke, the story of Luke, and um, examine his life as in what did he do? Because we remember the last time we... we, we um, we talked, we said there were other Christians who worked alongside Paul, who also did a great work. And that we always hear Paul, 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 as if he was the only one doing the work. No. We want to see what was the contribution of someone like Luke. Why was Luke very important? And honestly, we will also correlate in our generation now what Luke was doing you can actually correlate it to what some of us are doing. It doesn't make our work and our service to God less important than what others are doing who are at the forefront. So let's open to um, the book of... Let's maybe we look at Second Timothy first. We're going to be looking at these references and correlating it with other scriptures. So Second Timothy... Um, I'll read from 2 Timothy chapter 4. 
second Timothy 4. We'll take it from verse 9 to 16. Second Timothy 4 from verse 9 to 16. If you are there, please just read for us. Make every effort to come to me soon. Yes. For Damas has deserted me for love of this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Thracians has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very helpful to me for the ministry. Titus, uh, I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, Bring the cloak that I left at uh, Troas with Parvus, also the books, especially the parchments. Alexander, the coppersmith, did me great wrongs. The Lord will pay him back for his actions. Beware of him yourself, for he opposed and resisted our message very strongly and exceedingly. At my first trial, no one acted in my defence as my advocate, or took my part, or even stood with me, but all forsake Okay, before we start discussing, can we open to Colossians chapter 4? We are just making references to Luke. Um, Colossians 4, let's read it from verse, from verse 12 to 14, no, to 15. Colossians 4, verse 12 to 15. All right, then, George. Yes, you can read Colossians 4, chapter yep. 4, from so verse 4. 12 to 15. All right, 12 to 15. Yes. All right. So let me go to Luke. <coughs> Luke 4. No. Colossians, Liam, Colossians. Colossians. Colossians, yes. Colossians chapter Not 4, verses 12 to 15. Are you uh, there? Yes. Yeah, yes. Colossians, Colossians chapter 4, verses 12 to 15. Right. And is that in the New Testament or the Old Testament? New Testament. Right. Have you not found yet, Liam? Give me one minute. Let's, let's give him but, some time. Yes? But I'm in the actual... So it's, it's chapter saying four. chapter four. Yes. Yeah. Colossians, not look, it's Colossians chapter four. Yeah. Verse twelve. Verse twelve to fifteen. Right, so twelve. Yeah. You can begin there. Yeah. All right, so those to persist dot people for work for 
service so that the body of Christ Liam, I think you are reading the wrong verse. Let let somebody else read it. You go to just go to Colossians four. Somebody else will read it so that you can follow. Is that okay? Okay, I read it, um, Liam. Yeah. So Colossians chapter four from verse twelve. Epaphras, who is one of you? A servant of Christ saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he hath a great zeal for you, and for you and them that are in Laodicea and them in Hierapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphas, and the church which is in the house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it, it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that ye likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Mm. So we are going to um we will just want to look at Luke and then if we have time we'll start talking about Epaphras. Maybe we will discuss him in detail later. But look at let's like I'm going to be using semantics as it says maybe. So we are going to look at Luke <laughs> and examine his his contribution, his input into what Paul was doing by God's grace, or should I say what God was doing? The reason is because most times we see everybody cannot be in front in God's work. It's just like the body, the human body. You can see the eyes, you can see the nose, you can see the mouth. But there is a very important nerve in your eye or that is related to your eye, that takes signals or light perceptions from your eye and translate it in images in your brain. You don't see that part of your body. But if something should happen to that nerve, that's it. You can't see. But you can the eye is in front. What am I saying? The reason why it's good to examine these other brethren that walk alongside Paul is because God, God's body, or the church, as the case may be, um, is, is, a, is not one person. It is a group of believers who are working together under God to do his work. Now, like I said, um, your human body, there are parts that are visible that you can, that you can all see. But there are, so, there are some important parts you don't see. Those parts, the body cannot function without them. The reason why we are able to sit down and look at the book of Luke and look at the book of Acts is because of this brother called Luke. Now, let's, 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 let's explore a bit. Um, should we go to Acts of the Apostles? 
chapter 1. These are scriptures we, we know already, but just to encourage us and to take, let us take note of a few things. So Acts chapter 1, verse 1, I will read. This is, I'm starting from verse 1. It says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by the many unfallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. So this is Luke, the physician, the beloved physician, Luke, who was traveling with Paul and was making and taking records of everything that was going on. He wrote this book of Acts. That's why as part of his um, uh, of his account, he wrote, he said, the former account I made, O Theophilus, he was writing to Theophilus. And it was this same Theophilus Luke was writing to in the book of Luke. Should we check it? Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 1. Verse 1. He said, let me read it. Luke 1, verse 1. It says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which were fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. So we see, beloved brethren, we see Luke here. Luke, the beloved physician, the traveling companion, of um, Paul, what was his input? He was documenting all the things that was happening. He was taking account of what Paul was doing, their ministry experiences, what they did in, in, in the various places they were going, all the things that happened. Luke was a first-hand eyewitness of those things. And it was not just eyewitness and he kept it to himself. What did he do? He wrote it down. And the, the encouraging thing we note here is that he wrote it down for Theophilus. Luke did not write this down for the whole world to read. That was not his intention. That is the glorious thing about God's work. The little thing you are doing for God, you think it's only for for, for that environment. No. It's only for that person. No. What God is doing when you serve God wholeheartedly, you might be doing it for one person, but heaven is taking record of it. Heaven is also documenting it. 
Heaven is taking note of your labor of love, even when it is in obscurity, even when nobody is seeing it. Luke was documenting all these things, all these experiences, and he did not do it, first of all, to publish the whole world. It was the Lord that now published it for the whole world to read. And we are reading it today. This is a glorious thing. It's just like now. Can we can we be more practical? At times when we read the scriptures, we think, oh, it's only for people in those days. It's even for now. This Bible study we are doing. Eh? Dom has faithfully been getting the recording and putting it on the internet. Faithfully. Nobody is paying him for it. He is not receiving money for it. He's faithfully putting it on. Eh? In some years to come, or in 40 years, 50 years to come, some of us would have gone to be with the Lord. And they usually say the internet doesn't forget. Is that true? Eh? Is that true? It doesn't forget. And somebody goes on and starts listening to these recordings. Excuse me. How, how do you know what will happen spiritually to that person's life? You don't know. Does Luke know that we are going to be studying him today? Eh? In, on the 25th of February, <laughs> 2023. Did Luke, did Luke plan that in the next thousands of years, we are going to be studying, they are going to be studying me. He didn't plan it. He was only faithfully serving the Lord. He was documenting. So I've stopped, you know, when I go for a Christian meeting, I, I have stopped looking, you know, before I used to just look at the person in front. But now, all the brethren who are in charge of the camera recording the meeting, Eh? Those brethren taking notes or making sure that the, the, the Christian meeting is, is being recorded for other people to benefit. They are doing the work Luke was doing here. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They were faithfully doing their own bit for the service of the kingdom. And you don't, know, you don't need to know their names. As long as heaven is recording, is putting a record down on their behalf, that is enough. As long as their service to God is being approved, that is enough. So you see, look here. As, you know, they called him the beloved physician. But he was more than a physician. <laughs> he was writing and keeping record. For you and me, by God's grace now, read. For us to be able to be refreshed. It's so wonderful to see. He only wrote it at the time for Theophilus. And hundreds and thousand years later, hundred years later, what's hundreds of years later, what's happening? We are benefiting from this work and we are still benefiting. And if Christ studies, we will still not stop benefiting from this glorious work Luke did. That is 
the glory in serving the Lord. You lay down eternal legacies. You lay down legacies for years that will keep benefiting the body of Christ. That is the service of God. That is what encourages me about serving the Lord. That even if, if Christ starts, beloved brethren, what you do, what you are doing, is not forgotten. Heaven doesn't just put it aside and say, it doesn't matter. It matters. As you can see, look, it was just documenting. No, no fun fair about it. No, it, you know, I'm sure if there was no Facebook at the time when Luke was doing all this, no Twitter, eh? but he faithfully did it. Now, generations are being blessed. So I think this is a first encouragement, beloved brother, about this brother's life about how he, he, he committed himself. Look, in, in that Luke um, chapter 1, verse 1, he said, he said, I have, um, let me just read it. Luke chapter 1, verse 1. He said, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account. So, do you notice something there, please? You notice that he, before he can commit anything to writing, he needed to have a perfect understanding of the things that had happened. You see, that's why, beloved brethren, you cannot disregard your own understanding of the things of God. You have to be clearly convicted from the word of God on the truths you hold on to. The reason is because what you have is what you will give. If Luke had a very dodgy account, (laughs) if I'm allowed to use the phrase dodgy, if he had a very inconsistent account of the things he had heard and seen, he would have misled Theophilus it would have made Theophilus believe the wrong thing. Look at the reason why why he wrote it in verse 4. He says, so that you may know the certainty, the surety of the things in which you were instructed. Do you notice that if Luke had a skewed understanding of Jesus, if Luke had a skewed account, excuse me, do you see that he would have misled Theophilus? That's why, beloved brethren, we cannot joke with our own grounding in the understanding of God's word. We cannot just put it aside. We, just, we cannot just say, well, you know, I'm not a... Sorry, <laughs> um, I'm really sorry, um, the Salido family. I went ahead of myself. So we are studying the life of 
um, look. Remember last week we said that we are going to look at the other people who walked alongside Paul. And we are looking at Luke chapter 1, verse 1, down to verse 4. And at the beginning of the study, we we wanted to um, examine the brethren who had worked alongside Paul. So we, we read scriptures from 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 11 down to 15. We mentioned some names there. Talked about people like Epaphras, you know, and we read other scriptures related to it. So, as I was saying, for Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 4, um, Luke wrote down the things that he had understanding of so that it would be a blessing. It would be a, a challenge and an encouragement to Theophilus. And when Luke wrote these things, he wrote it only to one man. And I, like I've mentioned before, I'm sure you, I don't know if you remember, I said that if God challenged you to write a book for one person, will you write it? If God said, this book you are writing, is only one person that is going to read it. The question is, will you write it? I thought that if you write a book, You'll be thinking, which publishing company will publish this so that millions will read it? I thought you'd be thinking, how many languages is this book going to be translated into <laughs> so that thousands can read it? That was not Luke's first of all, first intention. Luke's first intention was, let me see how I can encourage Theophilus so that he can know the certainty of the things in which it can be instructed. Verse 4. That was... George, can I yes. read and the Amplified? Because in the Amplified, yes. it is really good. It says yes. here, My purpose is that you may know the full truth and understand with certainty and security against error the accounts or histories and doctrines of the faith of which you have been informed and in which you have been orally instructed. Mm. I'm praying that God will help us to, to, to carry this kind of heart Luke had. Luke was interested in Theophilus' um, instruction, and not just any instruction. He needed to be sure, like we've read in that verse 4 in Amplified. He said, that you may know the full truth and understand with certainty and security against error. Beloved brethren, this is what we need. In our generation where a lot of things are flying around, a lot of teachings and doctrines, things that do not, is not consistent with the wholesome cancel of scripture. And I'm saying wholesome cancel because we've seen it again and again, where people have picked up one verse and blown it up. And by the time you blow it, you blow it, blow it, and you can't fit the verse back into the Bible to, to correlate with the wholesome cancel of scripture, there's a problem. But look, he invested time, he invested, he sacrificed selflessly 
to ensure there are no flaws. See, oh, I, this touches my heart. Do you know if God told you that what if you are writing this book and you are going to bless millions, how much time will you put to it? And if God now told you, actually, this investment you are making in my in my kingdom is only for the service of one person, how much time will you give to it? If they told you that you were going to teach two people, eh? And the two people you are going to teach is you are going to be teaching them in one house quietly, in one corner. And they told you, I want you to judge your preparation. And they told you, oh, you are going to teach in a national, oh, sorry, you are going to teach on an international conference. Eh? Is that, that teaching is going to be beamed around the world? The Indians and the Japanese will see the teaching. The Australians and the New Zealanders will see your teaching online. How will you prepare? Eh? Is your preparation going to be the same? That's my question. <laughs> will you not go and garnish your, your accent? Eh? Someone like me that has a Nigerian accent. Very crude. Maybe I will go posh. All of a sudden, I'll start twisting my tongue. Eh? I'll, I'll start saying, brethren, actually, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Luke. I will use my posh accent. I will not, I will not be natural like this because I'm talking to millions of people, isn't it? I will suddenly put up a facade. My preparation will be different. In fact, if if the if the camera if it's if it's being if I'm being filmed, you will notice I might go and I will change I'll I'll go and get a, a very nice wristwatch. So when I do this, you will see the wristwatch. <laughs> you know, God will help us. You know. So what am I saying? I'm only saying that Luke was faithful to the one person he was writing to. His plan was not for the whole world to read the book of Luke. But look at what God has done. That account that he, he put in order, he, he, he labored and sacrificed time to put an orderly account. He cross-checked it. He made sure that it was not going to transfer error. He made sure like the amplif- like the amplified was saying here, he said that um, you may understand the certainty and security against error, the accounts, history, and doctrines of the faith of which you have been informed, of which you have been instructed. He cross-checked it. He didn't want to carry fake news. <laughs> Like in our generation. No way. It was good to cross-check it. Human beings eh, cross-check their stories and their facts, isn't it? Ordinary BBC, they fast-check. They fact-check, isn't it? If human beings are able to do it, why not, why not us when we handle spiritual truth? It's so important. So, beloved brethren, that is Luke. A man who labored alongside Paul, who did great work, and he was not the preacher. What was he doing? 
he was recording. It looks like a menial job, but it's not menial in the eyes of God. It's so important. That's why we cannot afford to make or to see any service in God's house, house as little. It's not. Any service we do in God's house is a spiritual work that goes a long way in affecting people for eternity. May God grant us more understanding. Now, should we look at another person? Let's look at someone like Epaphras. We'll just introduce him and 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 um, move on from there. So we read from First Timothy. Let's sorry, Second Timothy. Let's go to Second Timothy. The one Second Timothy chapter four. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It, maybe we should look at it from Colossians. Colossians four, not second, not Timothy. Colossians four. Verse. We read it before. I'll just read it again very quickly from verse twelve. It says, "Epaphras, who is one of you, a bond servant of Christ, greets you." Always laboring fervently for you in prayers. So that you may stand perfect and complete in in all the will of God. Epaphras. And Paul, you know, if not that, if not that, Paul made reference to him. We would not have known what Epaphras was doing. Will not have known. But you see, the glorious thing about it is, even if we don't know, who knows, please? The Lord. We are, you know, we are in a generation that is all about the outside show. Isn't it? It's all about what people do outside. If you if you are if you are a prayer warrior. And nobody sees you. It doesn't mean you are not doing a great work. Prayers, most times, effective prayers, you don't see, it's not on the outside. It's not on Facebook. Effective prayers, it's not first of all on Facebook. If you remember what Christ was teaching about prayers, I think in the book of Matthew, do you remember? Should we go there? Matthew, just to highlight this issue of praying without limelight. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, verse 5. Abigail, read Matthew chapter 6, 
verse 5, from verse 5 for us, down to verse 8. Yes. Um, Matthew 6, verse 5 to 8. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans. They think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm. So we see that Jesus is teaching on the issue of prayer. Eh? And he's saying, don't pray like the hypocrites do on the corners of the streets. Epaphras did not start his own Epaphras prayer warrior ministry international. Epaphras, honestly, I perceive strongly in my heart, was happy to remain in obscurity. If not that Paul mentioned him and what he did, we will not know that he was a prayer warrior. And you see, like what I was saying, as even if man does not know, as long as the Lord knows, and why am I reading this scripture? Look at what Jesus said. But when you pray, go into your room. When you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's where your father is. He's also in the secret place. So when you go and you are praying for souls secretly, you are praying for the salvation of souls secretly and nobody knows, take note, your father, your heavenly father, who is in the secret place, he sees in the secret place. He has taken note. He is the one that holds the eternal record, not anybody. You see, because we are human beings, we are limited. You cannot hold, human beings can hold record. No matter how good their, um, their, their computer um, advancement is. One virus will come and <laughs> one, one virus will just come and 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 corrupt the data. But God, who keeps the chronicles, the records, is the one we should aim to please at all times. So we see Epaphras here. Look at the prayer, look at his own prayer life. Look at it again. In um, Colossians 4, we saw there, the Bible said, he prayed, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. And what's the labor? Why was he praying for the brethren? Look at the prayer point. That the brethren may stand. In Colossians 4, I'm reading verse um, 12 now. It says, so that the brethren, you may stand, the Colossian Christians, may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Verse 13. 
So Paul said, for I bear him witness so that he has a great zeal for you. Excuse me. If you read, if you see this, you see the prayer point he was praying. He was praying that the Christians in Colossae will be established. They will be complete in the will of God. That is a noble prayer. That is a wonderful, glorious heart to have for Christians. He was interested in their spiritual well-being, in their work with God. That was his, his, his heart cry. He, and, he, and he prayed earnestly, continuously about this. And verse 13, Paul was saying, I bear him witness. You know, Paul was just saying that as a human being. I bear him witness. And I thank God he, he, he was bearing the witness. But remember, what was the, who, who has the first witness? Is the Lord. The Lord knew that Epaphras was doing all these great prayers. Quietly. And see how this, the, his work was just mentioned in two verses. But let me tell you, the two verses carry a lot of weight. What Epaphras was doing here carries so much weight in, in the spiritual. We are studying, we are looking at his life just from two verses. What he did, you know, if I want to, if I, if somebody wants to write a, bio, a biography of somebody, you know, most times, what do we do? We carry the book. It's a book. Pages. And you want to know, know about um, Abraham Lincoln, for instance. You have to sit down and read the story. Several pages. Eh? All, look at Epaphras. I want to know about Epaphras. And look at the only thing I'm knowing about this brother. Isn't that glorious? That God wanted you to know about him. And all he wanted you to know was that he was a prayer warrior. And look at his prayer points. Isn't, isn't that glorious? That if God wants to know, wants somebody to know about me, let it be in this light. Why should God, you know... <laughs> It's not that God can't do it. But the essence of life, of eternal life, the things that pertain to the kingdom was what engrouped someone like Epaphras' heart. And God said, okay, I'm going to make you known to other believers and what you are doing. And this was it. Glorious. I'm praying that God will challenge your heart and my heart to lay down eternal spiritual memorials so that in years to come, if Christ studies, people will be checking. God somehow in his own divine way, we encourage people through your Christian work, through your Christian service. Like, like, we, like we said with Luke, Epaphras would never have known in his wildest imagination that his prayers for the Colossian Christians would be known to the whole world for generations to come. Even if Paul 
told Epaphras, oh, I'm writing this letter to the Colossian Christians. I will mention what you have been doing in the place of prayer. He was thinking only about the Colossian Christians. But excuse me, the American Christians know about these prayer points. The Chinese Christians have heard about it. The Christians in Australia have read about it. Christians in Africa have read about this. We are reading about it now. I'm very sure some people have done Bible studies on just these two verses. And they are still studying it. Do you see how glorious, how eternally divine, as it were, this issue of serving God in his vineyard? I'm praying that God will help your heart and my heart to keep going for God and not to think that the little you are doing or the much you are doing, whichever way it is, is inconsequential in the program of God. I'm praying that you will be encouraged afresh. Whether people see you or not is not the issue. As long as heaven has seen you, as long as God as sees you, who is in the secret, that's what matters. It's God that matters, not us. Not human beings. Even if they don't recognize you, no problem. Heaven, as long as heaven, the Lord recognizes you, that's all. It's heaven, it's God that is keeping the record. <laughs> may, Lord, may, may God grant us more renewed zeal to keep pushing on in our service for him. I'll stop here. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m. 